episode of the Paul Chabot Show as we close out 2023. This week, I'm going to share with you an episode uh, where I was in studio for Trinity Broadcasting Network during their Centerpoint two-hour news segment discussing uh, Israel, uh, the attacks on U.S. service members in Iraq. Uh, Egypt, as we know, maybe is looking at a potential option here for ceasefire uh, between both Abbas and Israel. My position has been clear, and I support Israel's right to absolutely eliminate Hamas from the face of this earth. As we recall, they they killed, slaughtered 1,200 innocent Israelis and uh, now are trying to play the victim game. One thing I did not mention in this episode you're going to hear here in a minute is that, look, you know, for all the protests that are happening in our country and around the globe uh, in support of maybe not Hamas, but Palestinians, etc., how come nobody's asking this question of everybody that's protesting, right? If you're protesting um, Israel's attack um, in Gaza against Hamas, why don't we ask ourselves and ask these groups that are criticizing Israel this question? Why not stop criticizing Israel and start criticizing Hamas and equally important, tell the citizens there to overthrow the terrorists in their country? which has brought more to their town, to their city, to their streets, right? Why are we not seeing an uprising amongst Palestinians against Hamas in their own territory to say, we won't tolerate these kind of evil terrorists in our own country? Iran, stop giving money. We don't want your money. Why are we not seeing a single incident where we hear about those kind of protests, right? from those that are in support of, of, of uh, Hamas or, let's just say, what's going on in the Middle East and against what Israel is doing. By the way, Israel's under attack almost, in essence, from you know seven different entities. We have our American warships uh, taking out drones and building up a component. We had an American soldier critically wounded this week, three in total, over 100 attacks in Iraq, from Iranian proxies, which, oh, by the way, got their money and a lot of it from the refunding of terror from this Biden administration by giving back so much money to Iran. Shame on America for doing that. That's not how you keep America strong. That's what this podcast is about. Keeping America strong is no easy task when we have imbeciles running our government and people running our military talking about providing, quote-unquote, proportionate attacks uh, which the enemy does not respect, obviously. You'll hear more of that coming up in this segment, which I'm going to slide over here, which is from my uh, seven minutes uh, interview primetime earlier this week. Look, God bless you all. Have a safe, safe uh, New Year's, and I'll see you in 2024, right around the corner. Here we go. Yeah. 
Good evening and welcome to Centerpoint. We hope that you had a wonderful Christmas. We begin tonight with Israel's ongoing war against Hamas and Gaza with no end in sight as the year comes to a close. There's also no sign of when or how the remaining 129 or so hostages will go free. In Washington today, Israeli cabinet member Ron Dermer met with top Biden administration officials. He knows how to navigate Washington very well as a former Israeli ambassador to the U.S. And the U.S. has been pressuring Israel to adopt a more surgical approach to the war to avoid civilian casualties. But while Israel says it's planning for a new phase of the war, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is still doubling down on his intentions to eliminate Hamas as a military threat through increasingly ferocious military assaults. We're joined now by Paul Chabot, a former Navy intelligence officer. Paul, welcome back to the show. It's so good to have you. Lindsay, great to be with you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Okay, so it seems like there is some daylight now between Israel and the U.S. with Prime Minister Netanyahu saying over the weekend that he wants to increase um, military and their assault in Gaza, something the U.S. is asking them not to do. But we had Ron Dermer, a military cabinet member, a war cabinet member, rather, meeting with Antony Blinken and Jake Sullivan today. What do they need to figure out? Where are the gaps here? Well, I think there, there's going to be gaps. And we're at a point in this war right now, historically, where after a certain amount of time has gone on, society, people, leaders begin to kind of take their eye off the target. We get used to seeing the sort of destruction. And so we are in a war. Um, Israel has called for the absolute elimination of Hamas based on them killing 1,200 um, uh, innocent Israelis. And so now we're at a point where we see the United States asking for proportionate types of attacks. And uh, Netanyahu, I think, is rightfully to say, look, let's remember day one when 1,200 of our people were killed and we pledged to eliminate Hamas. That's the end state for Israel to ensure their security going forward. So this war has been going on for over 80 days now, 129 hostages or so in Gaza. We know those negotiations we thought before Christmas were going to happen aren't happening right now. Do you see these hostages being released by some form of diplomatic negotiation or will it be through force as Prime Minister Netanyahu is implicating? This is going to be a long war, and I think it's going to be through force. And a few interesting things have happened. First, Egypt has injected themselves to try to find an ability for the two sides to work together. But even Hamas is against um, Egypt's plan. Hamas really wants um, a, a, a stalemate to this, which will allow them to regroup. Israel's smart enough to know that we can't do this again. We want all of our hostages back, period. Then we can begin to discuss these things. What we're seeing, though, I think is very precision type of strikes by special forces within the Israeli government, IDF, targeting to save and get out their hostages. This is going to continue for quite some time. And I just think that where we are now, we have to support Israel, understand where they are, but also historically what it is that we're up against. So shifting gears a little bit, pertaining to the Middle East, uh, just this morning, President Biden ordered the U.S. military to strike um, an Iranian-backed militant group who had attacked um, our U.S. military, injuring three, critically one. Um, So far, we have seen over 100 Iranian-backed militant group attacks on our U.S. forces in the Middle East. This is the first we've really seen the U.S. strongly retaliate. But 
is this, how much of this is planned specifically from Iran? Is Iran asking these groups to specifically carry out these attacks? Yeah, without a doubt. Iran's been behind this for quite some time. When I was in Iraq in 08, they were behind most of the IEDs that were killing and maiming our service members. They've been involved in this today. They've called for the elimination of, of the United States, of Israel, of the West. And so they're going to continue to use these proxies. What's dangerous right now about this is that this administration has used the word proportionate. And why that is so dangerous is because when, when we are attacked, now over 100 times, as you said, one of our service members critically yesterday, Iran, their proxies now know that this is going to be a, a, a response of equal nature. That is not how you win wars. That is not how you fight an enemy. We have to decimate the enemy. We have to go further. Now, look, Trump went after number one uh, within the Iranian government military. That put a strong signal on Iran and pushed them back. The problem for the United States is we gave money back to Iran, which used that money largely to help refund Hamas. Now they have their proxies spreading throughout the Middle East. And America is not in a very good situation right now to speak to Israel about calming down their efforts against an enemy that has called for the destruction of us and Israel. Why hasn't the U.S. been more successful in deterring these attacks or um, because we see them increasing? They don't seem to be becoming fewer. Right. Look, uh, when you look at terror networks, drug cartels, whatever it is, the, the, the apparatus behind this is always money. Most of these foreign fighters, as we learned in Iraq historically, which we're not applying today to the Middle East, and it's a shame for American foreign policy, is when we take away the money, when the money removes, the foreign fighters are no longer on the battlefield. Most of these attacks are coming from those that are getting paid to hit us, our allies, and Israel. We gave billions of dollars back to Iran, which has basically taking their terror bank account to fund all these operations again. And that money's gonna exist for quite some time. And now we're in the situation where we are today. And that's why looking at an easy way out is not. We have to look at supporting Israel and doing all we can to eliminate terror. And remember, this was Israel's 9-11. And to anybody at home, Thinking about this, remember how we felt after our 9-11. Our remember how Israelis felt after their 9-11, where 1,200 civilians were killed. We're in the same circumstance, and we cannot take our foot off. Uh, just as we never stop pursuing terrorism, we hope Israel will follow through and protect their homeland as well. We know that President Biden has been cautious of not escalating this war between Israel and Hamas and uh, creating a wider regional war. How will the Middle East respond to these retaliatory attacks today by the Biden administration? Uh, these uh, are a sort of attack backs. It, it's not it's nothing significant. Um, they have seen it come and go. They know because our Secretary of Defense actually used the word proportionate, which I think is very dangerous because that signals that we're only going to go so far in retaliating. Uh, we need much stronger military leadership, political leadership, so the enemy knows that we're serious. Paul Chavot, always appreciate your insight. Thanks for helping us navigate this today. Yes, ma'am. All right. And we should note that Paul is the author of Eternal Battle Against Evil, a comprehensive strategy to fight terrorists, drug cartels, pirates, gangs, and organized crime. 